The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk a little NBA in-season tournament is Rick Camp from 4 for 4 and BetSports. Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Let's jump on into what we learned from last night. As the Indiana Pacers outlast the Celtics, uh, Halliburton gets his triple-double. Nicely done there. Uh, but in terms of a one-game sample size, which I know you can't you know, read too much into that. But what did we learn about the Pacers and the Celtics from last night that maybe is actionable for them going forward? I think it allows a little bit of questioning that we still had about the Celtics in terms of, okay, you have Drew Holiday now, but is that enough to really, yes, it's going to help you a lot defensively. And just Indiana's so good offensively and Halliburton had such a great game. I don't put too much of that on Derek White and Drew Holiday for how they played. But I I think it's interesting, just you can still have questions down the stretch with the Celtics. And for as much as they seem like they are the team in the East right now, those same questions that we had last year that we've had with, you know, with the Jays are still questions. And it's fair to, you know, say, okay, if you, even if you assume that they are the team in the East, there is no reason to assume they're going to beat the Nuggets because the Nuggets have proven they have two guys that understand how to do it in the clutch and the Celtics are still figuring that out on that type of scale. And for Indiana, you know, I, I don't know how sticky their defense is going to be that, you know, with how they were able to play. Because if they're able to play just a little bit better defense, then I think they'll be fine. But I, I still think that Indiana's good. Indiana, I picked them to win their group. Like I, ha- I had that bet, so that was nice. But I didn't think they'd be able to do enough to advance any further. So credit to them for that. All right, let's uh, look ahead to tonight and how we're going to bet this. And we'll stick with the Eastern Conference since that's what we're discussing. How about uh, the Bucks as five-point favorites over the next total of 229? How are you attacking it? I think it's interesting that this came off a of four-and-a-half a little bit this morning. Uh, it seemed like it had mm-hmm. been fairly sticky there, but it has moved. 
I don't really have a lean on the side. And in games like that, where I'm a little, I have questions on the actual side and total of the game. I kind of like in, in the props market to just take smaller parts of a unit and just play some long shots. So I was talking with our guy noops this morning and we both kind of agreed that Jalen Brunson at 10 to one for 40 plus points makes a whole lot of sense. He had 45 in their first matchup with the bucks going back to playing a bunch of drop with Brooke Lopez, but not having the defenders to really, you know, push down the ball handler towards Brooke Lopez. I think it really gives those point guards a lot of opportunity, even with the Bucks defense having improved a bit. You know, Brunson is going to get the volume. We saw that in the playoffs last year. So I'm kind of viewing this as how do these teams function in a playoff setting? Jalen Brunson's usage becomes even more. So I think that is going to be a thing for him. And so 40 plus points is how I'm attacking that one at, you know, just like a tenth of a unit, maybe two tenths of a unit if you're really feeling frisky about it for uh, Jalen Brunson to go 40 plus. Yeah. So I'm curious about on the Western side, we're, we're, we still got your audio, Rick, but I think, well, there you are. Maybe you yeah, he reconnected, so. wanted to check, make sure we got you. Perfect. So on the West, we've got the Suns who I guess after about 20 ish games, they seem to be playing a lot better basketball. Things are starting to click for them. They've lost a couple games to the Lakers. The Lakers are favorites in this one, one and a half point favorites. Is this a chance for the Suns to beat the Lakers or what side do you like here? I lean to the Suns in this one, but I think if I'm going to play anything in this game, it's going to be Devin Booker PRA. It's at like 40 and a half, 41 and a half, depending on where you look right now. And it just went, again, when I think of playoffs, his usage goes through the roof and the Lakers have issues against point guards. And even though we don't think of Devin Booker as a point guard, that's functionally what he is right now for the Suns. I believe in the last two weeks, the Lakers are giving up the third most points to point guards. And just, I don't know how they're necessarily going to slow him down unless they want to trap. So if they want to come and trap Booker, even though we know he doesn't like that in terms of pickup in the summer, he's gotten better at dealing with that when it comes to like a playoff setting. And he showed that a bit last year that he's improved in that area. So that's why I'd almost rather just kind of encapsulate all the categories because it makes a lot of sense in terms of he is a strong rebounder in the playoffs. And a couple playoffs ago on their uh, finals run, uh, Ken Barkley and I, that was one of our things was Booker rebound overs. The fact that he has to be the facilitator right now, he does get a lot of uh, potential assists. So I think even if the ball is getting taken out of his hands more, he's still going to get his, he has a high baseline with his usage. So I'd rather just, t this is one of the few times where I'd rather just take that PRA. That makes a whole lot of sense. Makes a whole lot of sense. For those who want to bet on who will win the end season tournament, should they pick a team right now? Should they wait after the results of tonight? And is there a team that stands out that perhaps offers some value? I've, I'm mad at myself for not just straight picking the Pelicans. I picked Zion MVP and had a boost to get it to 64 to one. Uh, I'm at mm. just because when I was thinking of how to attack the in-season tournament in general, think upside. Small sample, upside for some of these teams, especially when you consider, like, coming into the year, when I was making these bets preseason, we didn't know necessarily would the Celtics gel. They have a lot of guys with injury concerns. So, oh, Porzingis is out right now, so 
you know, maybe some of those teams have more question marks to them. The Pelicans have always been a team where if they're healthy, they have huge upside. And now getting a guy like Trey Murphy back, who I think might have a value in an award market, uh, I just absolutely think that the depth that they have, even though depth doesn't quite matter as much, but the versatility they have to play different ways and the fact that they've kind of figured out how they need to play right now gives them a lot of value right now in this small type of sample to where I really do think the Pelicans can win this thing. You are uh, pessimistic by nature. I think I, I can yes. say that. No, you as long <laughs> as, as I have. <laughs> in most situations, unless it comes to the NBA, because anything NBA related just makes you smile. Uh, curious yes. your thoughts on how this works, how you thought it would work going in. And then now that it's almost over, how you think it's worked? And if leagues like the NHL or Major League Baseball are going to consider it, if it's been that successful, TV ratings would say that it has been. Yeah, to me, my biggest question was, will the players buy in? Once the players hmm. really seem to buy in, I thought, okay, this really has a chance to be good. And then just seeing that, and, and it could be prisoner of the moment too, just like seeing that atmosphere in it, like the fact that it was Indiana and Sacramento hosting games on the first night of knockout was really perfect because it's two markets that really need that. They want that feeling of like, they get their pseudo playoff feel, whether they're going to get it in the playoffs or not. The Kings obviously got it last year. The, the Pacers could this year. So I think that helped a ton for setting the tone for what we're going to see the rest of the way. And honestly, I understand like the Boston markets, the Boston market, but having a team that really values this, maybe even more like maybe not more than a title, but like for realistic expectations, I think it's cool to have teams like the Pelicans and the Pacers to where this is a good stepping stone for them. Like you think of how the Suns and the bubble going eight and oh, and those weird games coming back was really a way for them to catapult their franchise and really kind of define who they are and know that they had to move forward. This could be that for one of these franchises. So I really like, I, I like it a lot. And I'm worried about the Vegas stuff though, because of afternoon games and the short turnaround. So I don't know if fan bases are going to be able to, to get to Vegas in time to really be able to do that. So I don't know if the broadcasts are going to have to manufacture some stuff to make it seem like a bigger environment than it feels in that building at the time. Hmm. Something tells me people will always find a way to get to Vegas. <laughs> Especially this um, time of year. You gave us a, yeah, yeah right. you gave us a couple props that you like. Any other props for tonight? And then there's also a bunch of games tomorrow, too, if you have your eye on any matchups there. Nothing else so far tonight. Usually in this situation, I know Eric Gordon's questionable. So someone that I've been on a long time now, and I think I've mentioned on this show before, when multiple guards are out for the Suns, play Jordan Goodwin rebounds over. Uh, I texted Joe about this when he was on vacation, not realizing he was on vacation, that it got lined wrong when Booker was out. Or, and uh, over five and a half was 11 to one in that hit. So that was, that was a nice oh. hit for me. But I know. Sorry, Joe. I tried but, to bet uh, it. Like, it wouldn't let me. Yeah. I, I, Where hey, was my was text, just, Rick? Yeah, Rick, stop hogging yeah. your advice. Yeah, 
I know. Well, to be fair, I'm a jerk. So that's just kind of what it is. But (laughs) for the rest of tonight, as of right now, I don't have anything because usually I like to target like lower usage guys, uh, guys that might be hitting the other categories. But with it being more of like a playoff type atmosphere, as we've kind of seen so far, those guys, their roles are less stable. So I don't feel as comfortable if Eric Gordon is out along with Beal that, you know, last game Jordan Goodwin had maybe 19 minutes instead of like 22, 23. If that rebounding line is going to be three and a half, I'm a little more skeptical of it. So I'm probably going to wait till closer to tip till we get a little more clarity. But that's at least someone that I'm keeping an eye on. And I'm still so taught. I'm very torn on the other game. I've been thinking about Malik Beasley over 12, over his points prop and over three point prop has been great lately. Low key, he's been getting as much, if not more work, especially from the corners than Chris Middleton. But the Knicks are good against two guards, but they also do allow a lot of corner threes. So just do I want to take that? Those are a couple angles I haven't bet anything on quite yet, but I'm at least looking at uh, for the rest of tonight's slate. It is December, and in the Western Conference, Minnesota and Oklahoma City are first and second, respectively, in the standings. And then in the Eastern Conference, the Orlando Magic is second. Of these three teams, which is the biggest fraud? Hmm. Probably Orlando, even though I, I've i liked Orlando for a while. I took them preseason to uh, to win their division uh, at 10-1, to 1, so I've got that ticket. But I just – I don't know that they're going to be able to sustain because their offense is – their offense is, is – they need one – they need a guard. They need a guard in their starting lineup to be consistent. Like they have the Orlando magic have not had a top 20 offense in well over a decade over the course of a season. <laughs> so it's just something that they struggle with. And I doubt they're going to be at a point where they feel like they have to push in a little bit. So I think just offensive inconsistency, even with Franz taking another step and he's been great lately. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Tyrese Maxey, you know, I, I think he should probably have a better spot in uh, in terms of most improved. But Orlando's probably the biggest fraud in that Oklahoma City, even with saying we're not going to be able to rebound the ball and that's fine, they're doing well. I think their shooting might regress a little bit, but I still think they're going to end up being a top six team. And I think Minnesota's absolutely legit considering they've been able to do this when they've barely been healthy all year. Like Jaden McDaniels is someone that I thought could be first team all defense this season. And I think the only thing that's going to really stop him is missing the amount of games he's going to. But if he comes back and you're able to have everybody else there, like Gobert at this point is damn near a runaway defensive player of the year. uh, I think Minnesota is absolutely legit, especially if Ant continues to develop, maybe figures out how to tweak his shot profile in the clutch. That's the one thing that I think could stop them a little bit is clutch time scoring and being a little more efficient when it's really coming down to it. But I think Minnesota's absolutely absolutely legit. Any uh, division, future team future, player future bet that uh, or just market that you think is most interesting right now? So look, I always try to look at team schedule, teams that I'm interested in. I look at their schedule for the next week, two weeks, just to see what they're they're at. And that led me to bet the Pelicans to win the Southwest division. It was plus 320. That number's gone, but 
I think anything more than like two plus 200, 225, I want to say MGM has like a rogue 275 out there. So go to bet MGM plus 275 for the Pelicans to win the Southwest. I just think as long as they can stay relatively healthy, I, I don't know how much I trust the Mavericks. Rockets, I think are going to fall back a little bit. So I think there's plenty of runway for them to win that division. Uh, they have such high upside that with the team that they have that I, I really like that line. And then in the future is in the awards market. Uh, I think sixth man is wide open. I don't love anybody that's at the top because generally that goes to a sixth man on a really, really good team. And I don't know of the guys that are there, who's going to be on a team that's good enough to win that. So sticking with the Pelicans theme there and the 65 game rule does not apply to six man, which is very important because I think Trey Murphy could be the best player that is in that field. And it's just a matter of him getting the minutes because honestly, I think in their best lineups, maybe he's on the floor and like McCollum isn't. I know right now it's generally been Zion or JV aren't, but that's just more of a pure basketball thing. And another name is Kelly Oubre. I don't know that he goes back into the starting lineup when he comes back and that's available at like 30 to one. So when he comes back to the lineup like this week, I think that's interesting to think of a guy that's going to score. He's going to be on a really good team. Like he is what he is. And maybe that prevents him. His reputation prevents him from winning the award. But if you're looking for points, you're looking for a really good team and a guy that's going to have a huge role, that's going to be Kelly Oubre when he gets back. So him being at 30, trying to find some long shots that might close. That's, that's something else that I like. Rick camp from four for four and bet spurts who will now be texting Aaron and me with good insights. Thank you so much, Rick. We appreciate it, as always. (laughs) Thanks so much. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, latest line moves on the Week 14 NFL card. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to Make UL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, it's our lightning bets, our favorite plays for the evening. But we were talking about this during the break. Like, why are there two Monday night football games for week 14? And they're happening simultaneously. No staggered start like we had a few weeks ago. Uh, no late night West Coast game, which I certainly liked uh, all the way back in the day. What's going on here? I don't, so how are they handling the broadcasting on this? One's ABC, one's ESPN. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. So we're almost done with the buys. I think there are only two teams on buy this week. So mm-hmm. they had that ability because they're almost, you have 30 teams playing where you wouldn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, were they concerned that both of these games would suck? Which kind of do? Uh, they might. <laughs> they might. Yeah, like maybe. Oh well, we we don't have the one. Force is game, strong but... in that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you two mediocre games, and then maybe one of them will be okay, and maybe we'll have your attention with one of the games. Like how are they... it's going to be interesting how they handle it. Do you give updates on the other game? Case okay. our sister station go over there. If you don't like this, <laughs> I don't really mind maybe... it. I like yeah, having yeah, two games on a Monday. 
I just, oh, I just want the staggered starts. That's all. Yeah, the, I agree with you, especially with the NHL, how they did that. I thought other sports would take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Started mm-hmm. an hour later, whatever. By the way, the Manning cast is going to be going back and forth. Oh, no. So they're going to be like, like people at home flipping probably. Like, okay, this game's interesting now or this drive. Let's jump to that game. I think that's a good idea. I like that. I do too, because they are going to have, you know, producers in the booth keeping an eye on where the better action is in that way. I think it's a cool way to watch the game. I might just watch the Manning cast. Don't do any guess. Just do that. Go back and forth. The guests are too much uh, now. I'm with you. I hate the guests. The yeah. guests are annoying. No, yeah. No, are people turning on for the guests? They want no. the Mannings. That's the draw. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. What What is it? Like when, when Pardon the Interruption was a thing? I mean, like really in its heyday, like the guest segments are always the most poorly rated. Like it's usually like oh, was it? Salvage. I think so. Like if you broke down TV ratings by segment, it was the guest segments that performed the worst. That would make sense to me, actually. Because yeah. like you come out of the box firing. These are my strongest opinion. They're yelling at each other about the hottest topics of the day. And then it's just, are you going to talk about a letdown? Unless it's a huge name. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, something newsworthy. I also wonder, too, uh, before we start to actually look at line movements, the Jets are mm-hmm. at home uh, Sunday morning or you know Sunday afternoon, rather, uh, East Coast time. So it might be just a scheduling snafu where if the Giants and Jets just both happen to be home, then maybe you have to move one to Monday or something like that. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Sure, um, but sure. My educated guess. Good just, point. just looking at the rest of the schedule. Yeah. Um, shall we start with Thursday night uh, with the Patriots and the Steelers? The total is a comical 30. And when it was at 31 and a half, 32 uh, yesterday, oh I'm like, oh, the under's great here. Like, how in the world are the Patriots going to score here, uh, even against an average to below average defense in the Steelers, uh, if they play poorly? Uh, I mean, do you feel the same way, Joe? Like, this could get even worse, and there is a tipping point for when you can't do the under anymore? Hey, by the way, we got an over last night, Monday Night Football over. Was that two this year? I think. Uh, There's no way. (laughs) Yeah. There's no way in hell I bet over on this game. 30, I don't care. 29 don't care not betting over in this game it trubisky mm-hmm. against maybe zappy who just got shut out by a mediocre chargers defense no 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 what's what number would it i would not bet over like I'm 28 thinking, and a half gonna, is what we said yesterday i still wouldn't bet over i would if i had to bet i would go under that number like at 27, really? am I considering it? Mm-hmm. These two offenses? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm not betting over under any circumstance. I'm not. Oh, man. I finally, I thought the Steelers offensively might have had something. Now Kenny Pickett's gone. He's getting surgery. I don't know what to make of these. I guess the under is the only play, but I should have bet it yesterday when it was 31 and a half. 
<laughs> get get a little CLV in your uh, low 30s total. Like, this is the era exactly. we are in in the NFL, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, how about we move on now to the Jaguars and the Browns? And this certainly is significant uh, because the latest that I'm seeing on Trevor Lawrence, there's not a whole lot to go on right now, uh, but Mike Garofalo uh, said there is optimism. Trevor Lawrence's injury, uh, an ankle sprain, isn't bad, and that's a credit to the Jaguars' quarterback's flexibility. Not the first time he's been rolled and avoided serious injury. So right now, the Browns at home are two-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 31-and-a-half. Safe to say that the Jaguars you know, will be going to uh, C.J. Beathard for this contest. Uh, but as far as like a battle of two backup quarterbacks, how in the world do you handle this line movement, Joe? Yeah, and so... We, we say two and a half loosely because I see a one and a half. I see a bunch of twos out there. So it's really kind of, mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out exactly what it is. Common sense after last night, and it's a short week. Lawrence is not playing in this game, right? I'd say so. I would I'd be, say you're right. I'd be very surprised if he were to play. Now, so what is the adjustment for Trevor Lawrence to Bethard? Um, right now it's not that much. My sense is that they're still kind of playing it down the middle a little bit. Uh, maybe that one and a half is going with the assumption. Let's say one and a half is where it closes, which is the low end right now. Um, so they're saying the downgrade is two points. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that this flips? I think there is a way. Is it DTR or Flacco? Well, I mean, no, you know, I I, I misspoke because it is Cleveland as the favorite. Mm-hmm. And so, so it went from, what was it before yesterday? Well, the look ahead was Jacksonville three and a half. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if a, a so, number was posted yesterday. So we're talking about an adjustment. Jeez, that seems like a lot. Doesn't it? It's it's interesting because it almost factors in what you're talking about from earlier in terms of how good has Trevor Lawrence been this season, right? Like we right. have said, okay, how many games has he really won? I, I mean, maybe one or two, but with these razor thin margins, uh, you know, with the Texans breathing down your necks and to an extent the Colts are as well, even that little bit has been enough. He still has been in some ways you know, tied for the best quarterback in the division. I mean, C.J. Stroud has, has more than impressed us. Some of that may just be expectations from a rookie quarterback. But Trevor Lawrence, all of his quarterback metrics have kind of been baked into where it hasn't moved a whole lot. And maybe that's right. Maybe the market is getting it right here. And I, and I get the idea. I mean, Backup but- quarterback on the road, tough defense. But if this gets to three, I'll, I'll take Jacksonville plus three with Beth. Beathard and you would think mm-hmm. once it's announced that he's in Aaron like it's going to continue to move that's what always happens even though we probably know that he's going to be in yeah and then also I mean the Browns have a much better defense still the Jags defense as we talked about earlier just hasn't been impressive as of late um and then do we know is it DTR he's questionable right or are they just going to stick with Flacco yeah, I don't think we know anything with any quarterback really at this point. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Throw our arms I up just in the air. Brown. I would take that one and a half now. 
probably mm-hmm. one. That's one a good and question a out there. What would you do? I I think the Giants are going to be faced with that this week too. Tyrod, if he can go, or do you mm-hmm. see Devito won a couple games? Like, why not one more week? Right. Or, or are you willing to take your chances knowing full well if you lose, it's not that big of a deal, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, if Flacco can give you one more game, the, the Jags just, man, they've been disappointing. I don't know what other way to put it. There's not a lot to like about them to where I want to back them no matter who the quarterback is right now. Yeah. Well, Aaron, just... let me ask you that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Aaron, because we go back to Sunday's game between the Browns and the Rams. Cleveland got gashed by a Rams offense. And I mean, you're the Rams whisperer here in this group. It's something where were we really impressed with what the Browns defense did? It felt like the Rams, you know, Stafford threw for 279 yards. Kyron Williams rushed for 88 yards with a touchdown. Were we impressed by this Browns defense? Or are they coming back down to reality? And if so, isn't that exactly what a backup quarterback should be seeing? A defense that is on the way down. Gosh, that's a good point. You allow the Rams to put up 36. What happened to the Browns defense? Can they have a bounce back game? Because that's pretty much what you're going to be counting on this week in this matchup is they need to show up. Yeah, I just, is Trevor Lawrence worth six points? I know we're going through zero and there are different rules with that, but that's what the movement is saying, that he's worth six points. I don't not think this he is. year. No. No. Yeah. No, not at all. And and I mean, I don't have an update on Christian Kirk as of now, but I mean, you're taking away a key weapon, and then another weapon mm-hmm. in Calvin Ridley hasn't been utilized all that much. I, I mean, at some point, these things start to add up, right? Like this can't be just okay. Trevor Lawrence can sure. work with just about anybody. Like even the aces in the hole are not really functioning. So I, I yeah, it, it's too much. I, I don't like it. And there, there are a lot of sort of conflicting forces where this one I would have to unpack a good bit more as far as figuring out what in the world to go to go off of. Um, sure. As far as uh, the rest of the slate in week 14, uh, Joe, what is something else that stands out to you as far as uh, some key movements? And again, these things are going to be fluctuating a good bit because, uh, you know, the, the backup quarterback situations. I mean, I know uh, Chiefs Bills may be an interesting one to go off of. Chiefs two and a half point favorites. Uh, that one stand out or something else? Uh, something else because, and, and I think a lot of the movement that we've seen early on here, it makes perfect sense to me. And, and one that I agree with when I saw a post that I said, that's wrong, is when Detroit was minus five at Chicago. Like, no, that's not. We just saw Detroit lucky to beat the Bears at home with that comeback with two late touchdowns. And there were five-point road favorites. That's been brought down by the market. It seems to me that uh, the betting market, especially over the last month, it loves the Bears. And I get it. They're trending up, man. And, and if you look at the history with Justin Fields against the Lions, and it popped again, his rushing yards were, were up there, that he's great against them. And uh, it – it's early in the week. It's Tuesday morning, but the conditions are not going to be great for Jared Goff, who, when he plays outdoors and bad conditions, has really had some struggles. Uh, I like the Bears here, and I would not be shocked. I don't see it happening, but I would not be shocked if that number moves inside of three. 
Wow. So to get the three and a half now, I mean, is the Jared Goff outdoors thing? I don't, how much do you lean into that? Is it, I need to see the numbers on how bad he now is for, outdoors. In the for me, it's, cool. for me, it's more about the bears trending up and the lines trending down. Um, and, well, yeah, the, the lions, I want to get to that. Yeah. The turnovers, there's been so much, so many bad head scratching things lately with the lions and it all started on Thanksgiving. Maybe even before that, actually, the week before that. And it just hasn't turned mm-hmm. around. Yeah, the Lions just seem like a team to fade now. I thought maybe they would have had a bounce back spot, and then they just proved to me that they're not cap- they are not capable of that right now. Well, look, I mean, it's rain, wind. They the Lions want to run the ball. The Bears are great at stopping the run. Okay, so if we're gonna have winds like twenty, thirty miles per hour, like they're like they're saying could happen, okay, Goff, you got to move the ball by passing it. Uh, okay, good luck. I I don't know how that's gonna work. Mm-hmm. And then I I just Fields with his explosion like that could play a big role. I don't know. I would like the Bears getting the points. And you're right, there is a three and a half out there, but everybody else is already at three, moving two full points. It's also telling this total is 40, expecting both offenses to sputter a good bit. Yeah. I mean, is that something where, because of the conditions, you want to slam the under right here, right now? Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I would think that's going to drop as we get closer. Turning it over, too, with this Bears defense also trending up the way they've been playing. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just it. Like, Goff is not great under pressure. He's constantly making mistakes. He didn't for the first few games of the season. Wonderful. But his career has not been good when under pressure. And if the Bears are getting to him, then yeah, I, I think that's a great side. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. So there was a place kind of near me that taught pole dancing as as a workout. And this the woman who taught it did once work in a, a strip club. And um and she told me part of the project I interviewed her, she said, Don't do it as a job, but if you do it in this uh capacity, in in the daily tip strip club, that is genius. So yeah, I would give out my my plays for the night while I did pole dancing is a great ab workout. But yeah, I took pole dancing classes and it was really fun. So I would do it again. And I actually one time on Amazon bought a pole. This was now almost 10 years ago, but my ceilings are too high for a, a pole dancing pole, wouldn't you know? So oh. I figured that out and uh, figured out that I could not keep one in my home and uh, for only that reason. And I had to send it back, but I did do that and it was really fun. So I would love to do it again if there's a place to apply to to work it at the Daily Tip <laughs> Club, you don't have I to apply. You're talking to a manager right here. I got, hired. I'm hired. I got it. I'll take care of oh, the hiring, Jinx. That's thank way you. too much on your plate. I'll, I'll take care of that. <laughs> Fine. You're in. I love it. This is coming together beautifully. Okay. Beautiful. All right, I'll get get my heels back out because they do at this at the strip the the pole dancing class. They have a rack yes. of heels. She said if you can wear athletic sneakers or you can wear heels mm -hmm. if you'd like because you should feel like you should wear whatever you want and be yourself. They do. Oh my god, they did so many parties. They did like bachelorette parties. They did like all types of birthday parties. It was really fun. That's it was awesome. tough too. Not easy. Not easy.
Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But first, I have one question, Joe, for you pertaining to the NFC South. It is not necessarily a bet that I want to make right now, but I think it might be important in terms of games going forward. Falcons are the favorites right now at minus 175, followed by the Bucks at plus 350, Saints plus 375 on BetMGM. Here's my question. I looked at the average age of NFL rosters to start the season. And Mm -hmm. what was fascinating to me is that when you look at the Saints, they have the oldest roster averaging more than 27 years on this planet. Next comes the Jets, then the Texans, weirdly, the Raiders, and then the Panthers. Four of these five teams, I don't think we respect all that much. And four of these five teams may very well be sputtering to the finish. And while some might argue that the Saints at plus 375 offers some hashtag value, I do wonder, because the Saints have the oldest roster, if they are kind of deteriorating before our very eyes and there isn't value on betting on them. That's a good point. Surprise that Houston's on that list. Doesn't make a lot of sense. You just yeah, right. Houston we focus on the so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess uh, that's thrown off. Maybe my, my guess would be it's the back half of the roster that isn't playing as much as uh, some of the other guys. But yeah, that makes sense, especially in a tight division where the uh, the games in the last month are going to mean so mean so much more. I, yeah, I guess that does make a little sense, don't you? I don't. You you might have the list. I just looking at Tampa Bay, I would think that they're an older team too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not in the top five. I don't have it pulled no. up right now. Um, okay. At least I... But just thinking about that roster and how that team's been. Oh no! Here it is. Did... Here it is. Okay. Uh, they're average. Yeah, average. actually, they're they're actually one of the younger ones. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean the yeah you look at point differential they're all within 16 points of each other it's just mm-hmm. yeah uh i could see that i mean it, it, it's also been the perfect storm where everybody's hurt right now and we don't know about the starting quarterback is the assumption that Carr's not going to play this week you would think right with all the injuries he's dealing with he just came back i would imagine so yeah yeah it, it, it maybe a it, maybe i don't know if that's I don't know if that's a that's good a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Jameis. stinks the, the Jameis thing. Yeah. Give me the over. Right. Jameis is playing. Does he have any receivers? That's going to take a while to clean up, you would think. They're lucky they're in a non-competitive division right now. Calling it mm-hmm. salary cap hell is an insult to all salary cap hells uh, the Saints are in right now. But it feels like they've been in salary cap hell for years. How? Mm-hmm. What are they doing to get out of it? Here's let's bring in Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just make it worse 
and worse and worse, and, and now yeah. here they are. By the way, the youngest rosters, uh, from what I'm seeing here, Packers are number one, Rams wow. are number two, Aaron. Uh, Bengals, Colts, and Seahawks round out the top five youngest rosters. Of course, the teams Rams on the rise. Second. The Colts, yeah, a big surprise. The, the Packers, a big surprise right now. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay Rams. young, boys and girls. Huge surprise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, uh, time now for lightning bets here. And uh, I'm just going to bet on the NBA in-season tournament. We've got two knockout games for you as we approach all the contests in Vegas. Uh, I will start with the uh, Suns and the Lakers, which is the late game. And you know, Kevin Durant's status, like to me, this is significant, not so much in the offensive end. But I think the defensive end matters a great deal in terms of how healthy he really is. Like, to me, this is Devin Booker's offense. Like, everything is going to go through him. We had Rick Camp on earlier in the show. Please make sure to check out the podcast, uh, wherever you podcast. Uh, But I also think it matters here when looking at, uh, you know, Booker's contributions. They are going to be massive. But on the defensive end, that's where I would have some questions. And, yeah, this is an inconsistent uh, Lakers offense. But they might care a little bit more in this one. You know, maybe the ball movement's just a little bit crisper. Maybe they're able to find, uh, you know, the right strings to pull, things like that. And I'm seeing a a Lakers over team total of 115 and a half total points. I will go over there. I do think that the Lakers can hang at least 116 uh, with maybe a defense that's kind of slowing down a little bit. And then uh, Knicks and Bucks. I'm going to lay the five and a half here. I think sometimes we forget that Giannis is still an elite player. Like, I think we get so, we give so much attention to Jokic and so much attention to Joel Embiid because he's uh, the defending MVP. But Giannis, when you go to Darko numbers, he's still the second best player in the NBA behind Jokic. And then also you go to StatMuse, players with more than 10 games with at least one steal and one block this season, only four guys survive uh, those filters. Herb Jones, Wimby, Chet, and Giannis. I do think that he can continue to help this team gel a good bit. So I think they'll win by at least six, Joe. All right. Very good. I'm, uh, I'm looking at some of these totals and potentially bad weather games in the NFL for this week. Some numbers that are probably going to be gone. And there are a couple of these bad weather games that have backups on both sides. Indy, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Cleveland, the Jacksonville Cleveland one, it's been dropping like a rock and it should. And I still would take the under like the Jaguars offense going against that Cleveland Browns defense. And then you flip it around and whichever quarterback you have for Cleveland, what's the high water mark? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the best they're going to do after Jacksonville's performance on Monday night football, getting embarrassed like that defensively, you would think we're going to get a much better effort out of them in that game. So I would still go under 31 in the hook on Jacksonville, Cleveland. Been thinking a lot about the Texans Jets as well. That's a higher number at 34. Now you have no Tank Dell. So the, the offense you believe in is going up against that Jets secondary. And then the Jets don't have a quarterback. I don't know if anybody's going to volunteer to play by the time we get to Sunday. <laughs> They're going to sign someone off the street or what? Uh, I would still go under 34 in that one. So I'm looking Jacksonville, Cleveland, Houston, New York Jets under on both. And I didn't expect to get here, but I am after uh, our discussion about it. Will Anderson, one more sack than Jalen Carter. Ten more quarterback hits. Two more TFLs. Eight more pressures. Sixteen more tackles 
there's no category where you say Jalen Carter's better, but Jalen Carter's still minus 250 for your defensive rookie of the year. Still value on Will Anderson at four to one. Give me Will Anderson. Hmm. Maybe Aaron Rodgers and his collagen and diet will make a miraculous comeback and we'll see him on Ew. the field. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what's I know that? he I'm reading a, something about his diet and the nutrients and collagen is what he's attributing to this um speedy recovery that we're seeing talking? allegedly from him. I know. Yeah. He should just start a supplements company and just, you know, do that. This is what got me back. Okay, so I am going really to have lips? a double double. Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm going to do a double double parlay tonight. So Giannis, you talked about him, Ed. He is minus two seventy five for a double double. He has uh, a double double in eight. No, in his last nine. I'm sorry, eight of his last nine games. He has a double double. And then also Anthony Davis, double-double in his last nine games. You put that together, it's minus 158. But our good friends at BetMGM, if you haven't used it yet, they are offering an odds boost token for the in-season tournament. So I used that and got it to minus 126. Double-double. Bone broth every day, Aaron. Bone broth. That's what he's uh, having. And he said no no sugar, no red meat, no fried foods. It's basically what these doctors we've been studying for this fast are talking about. So mm-hmm. perhaps we're on to something. Yep. <laughs> I'm not ready. When we all collapse in January, we're all going to know why. Because All right, Paul, mm, how many hours? All these televangelists. Uh, what's 7 o'clock last night? Whatever that is. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16? 16 hours. So yeah. you're doing how many hours? That's, that's kind of standard, to be honest. Like, I try and get through the end of the show at least, like, a couple times a week. Uh, I'm finishing dinner the night before by 7. But I'm uh, yeah. going to go to, like, tomorrow morning. Uh, and then I'll see how I am before the show, maybe during the show, see if there's a Chick-fil-A DoorDash order to be made or just <laughs> you know, get through. See how long we go through the show tomorrow. I feel like you have to go through the show. You have to try to get to that point. And you'll probably get there. Yeah. And I think, yeah. You got, I got my coffee. This is like cup number seven. Uh, so just like that. Black? black oh, just black good. coffee? Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent black. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, usually every now and then I'll like do a little bit of cream, but I've been trying to, to wean myself there, off. There's some, there's some YouTube videos of people doing the fast and they, they talk about what they drink and they put in cream. They're like, and the comments just kill them. Like, dude, that's not a fast. You're not fasting at all. <laughs> you already broke it. Come um, on, man. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I, I just feel like I, I don't consider the 72 hour thing, but we'll start, we'll start with. This. Oh, do that on a weekend or, or when you're not, it's, it's, I always kind of rough for me. I just zoned yeah. out, drank water salt a little broth and watched football oh, to right. keep my mind i can off just it. like yeah eat some salt that kind of sounds great actually the salt is a game <laughs> but, changer yeah himalayan do you have any of that mm-hmm. yeah actually peruvian minerals like, straight in from it. the salt mines down there oh, oh. Some, like salt that chunks. might get you going for a week 
Let me know how. Yeah, you do it for a week. Pop it up and down. (laughs) Blood blood pressure just like. Yeah. Uh, But let's go Pacers. Party rolls on. Uh, I think I want the Knicks to win. Run it back. Hicks versus Knicks. You think? They can can score. Of course you want the Knicks to win. They can score with the Bucs. Of course I want the Knicks to win. I don't think it's dead if the Bucs make it, though. That Bucs defense is trash against the best scoring team in the NBA. But let's go Knicks. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I don't have anything official. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks for watching and listening to VetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Take care, everybody.